world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, thanks for, thanks for watching this show. This is, this, I, I got to tell you something. This is show 1919, 1919. That's the year my dad was born, 1919. Uh, you guys, you guys have changed my life. You, you guys have changed my life. And what I, what I, uh, I couldn't get, Spencer, if you could real quickly, I'm sorry, let's see if you, how good you are. Pull up that, uh, what about the change video from yesterday? I want to, I want to go through that again because I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, we're going to take communion. So while, while we're getting ready to go here, uh, Get yourself some, an element. Get to, get some something to drink and something to eat. <clears throat> My mower got fixed. It, it was a miracle of God. It really was because uh, they told me it was going to be a week. And my buddy Rodney and I helped me get the mower in, and it was done within 24 hours. That was it was crazy because it was just a little, just a little, uh, some type of I don't know, I don't understand lingo, right? But it was just some little switch that had, that was broken. And they put a new, probably some guy walked over and looked at it. So oh, that switch is mentioned and probably put it in there. The switch was $22 and the labor was 120 So it cost me $144 to plug in a switch. But that's okay because you get paid for knowing where to plug, right? Knowing where to do. So I got my mower out and I mowed my yard yesterday. And as you know, a lot of you, I, I, uh, I could not get out of my head this song. I couldn't get it out of my head. Because I want to encourage you today. In fact, I, I like... I don't do a very good job of it, but I like to make Fridays about you. I, I really do my best, try to make Fridays about you. And uh, I, I prepare a bunch of stuff to put out here, right? But I, I was, uh, the Holy Spirit kept saying to me, I think, it, I mean, I kept hearing it in my head. When are we going to realize that Christianity is counterculture? It's counterculture, folks. Everything about Christianity is counterculture. We were told to go into a world that is hell-bent on sin, and to teach them all the Lord has taught us. We are counterculture. And so we're surprised. Jesus said we were the salt of the earth, because why? Salt salt kills slugs. Salt salt water, salt gets down into everything, and it changes everything everything it comes in contact with. We are counterculture, and it's the exact opposite message that the church is teaching us. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. See, the church is teaching tolerance and diversity and who are you to judge and all that stuff. And the the reality of it is, as I'm mowing that mower yesterday, it just kept coming to me. I just kept looking back at my own life and asking myself, Lord, Asking the Lord, maybe, about myself. Lord, how did I go from knowing every player for the Cincinnati Reds and every score for the Ohio State Buckeyes and their basketball team and their football teams and the Cleveland Cavaliers how, and coaching football and watching football my whole life, lifting weights, getting people. How did I go from that, Lord, to what I'm doing now? 
And it's, it's undeniable, whether you like it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, the Holy Spirit empowered me and took me in a different direction. And all, all of my giftings and all of your giftings, if you will understand this, were given to you by the Holy Spirit to be used for the Holy Spirit, not to be mm. used to make a living, not to use to be loved for by everybody else, not to, not to be smarter than everybody else. You have been equipped to change. You've been equipped to invade. You've been equipped to counter culture. The Bible says that we are peculiar people, peculiar people. And think what Jesus Christ himself did. He invaded a land and he was counter culture. And he went to the leaders of the land and said, you guys are full of white, white and sepulchers graves. You're white and graves full of dead men's bones and all corruption. He went head first into the culture against it. Boom. And his disciples, you follow, read the book of Acts, you follow his disciples that cost all of them their lives. It all cost all of them. It wasn't, there weren't any Rick Warren books being written. Huh? Purpose-driven life, your best life. Now, no, no. These guys laid down their lives and they set the example for us to do what? To invade an opportunity, to invade a land that had been stolen from God, stolen from God's people, to go in there and reclaim that land. That's Christianity. That's Christianity. Jesus Christ stood before Pilate, and what did they say? What, what did the people in the Sanhedrin say? No, no, I'm yeah, Sanhedrin went to Pilate. They said, What? We will not have this man rule over us. That's counterculture, baby. That's counterculture. And we're being taught in, in the American church that we're just supposed to blend in and love everybody. And right, y- y'all with me? <clears throat> so I couldn't get this out of my head yesterday. And I'm going to play it again because I want you to ponder the words that he's talking about. Putting bumper stickers on you, all the outward signs of being a Christian. Yet no real fruit from it. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Outward signs of Christianity, a form amen. of godliness, but no power. Boom. No power whatsoever. No power. The American Christian church has no power. Now, wait a minute. Yes, they do. But they've got one of these little plugs in the socket. You guys know what these do? What this little plug does? It neuters the power. I stick this into this light switch right over here. I stick this into that light switch and nobody can ever get the power out of there until that thing is removed. And that's what religion and modern evangelifishism has done to us. It's put this in the power of God. And I come in here every day and I try to dig it out. I try to dig it out. Say, oh yeah, porn. Oh yeah, I used to look at porn. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't do that anymore. Oh, yeah, I used to lie. Yeah, I used to do. I don't do that anymore. I used to steal. See, look, folks, look, we can no longer. Hang on, Joe. We'll get you there, brother. I got to get this out of me. Folks, we've got to change the way we think because the culture wants to paint us as being against everything. I'm not against abortion. I'm pro-baby. You with me? But they, they, I'm not against women. I'm pro-traditional family. Mm. But they, we, have, we have permitted them to paint Christianity as anti-everything. Well, we know this, don't we? 
Come on, tell me you do. That science tells us, if you want to believe science, that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So if there's evil, there has to be good to counter. And if there's good, there has to be evil that's countering it. That's what competition is about. It's what a football game is about. It's what a basketball game is about. It's what a baseball game is about. One guy trying to get you out, another guy trying to hit a home run. It's a constant give and take. Because why? It's a law of nature and nature is God. Mm -hmm. Every action is an equal and opposite reaction. But see, we're supposed to be expanding our power. We're supposed to be expanding and pushing back. See, this is not... This is not a neutral, nobody's going to win thing. Jesus told us to go, and we're going to push that thing out. We're going to expand the kingdom of God. The average Christian doesn't have any idea how to do that. And by the way, neither did I for years and years and years, until I got my butt in so much trouble. So I'd go out and stand up and speak the truth and push back against the truth and found out that even on my own team, there are those who are against me. Somebody can say amen. Somebody can say amen. Hmm? You know Chad thinks I need that for affirmation. It's just the way I teach. So, for those of you sitting here right now, and, and you're and uh, you're losing friends, and you're fighting with family members, and you're finding a new circle of friends. Hey, folks, that's what's supposed to happen. Bible says, "Behold, I've been transformed. I've been transformed, not tranny. I'm. A, I guess I'm a Christian tranny. I've been transformed." into a brand new creature. How did that happen? How did I how do I spend all my time studying things in the scriptures rather than baseball statistics? What happened to me? What happened to me? When I look around my life and realize that I no longer care so much about me, I care about my wife, and I care about my grandkids, and I care about your grandkids, and I care about my neighbor's grandkids. I care about the kids going to Lakewood High School and the crap they're being taught. What happened? A transformation took place. Change is good. It's a good thing. It's a good. I've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. How did it happen? I don't know, but it happened to me. I, I not, not only won't go back, I can't go back. I can't. <clears throat> Play this again and listen to the words. Because listen. I'm going to open this up here. Well, I did it a couple of weeks ago. Changed lives. And all of you that are in here today, you would have to admit that your, that your deeper conversion, the changing of your life, has brought nothing but conflict. <laughs> Somebody give me a thumbs up. Your life didn't get better. It didn't get better. Oh, it got better. But you are constantly at war. And everywhere you look, you see the wiles of the devil. And you see what Satan's doing. And something inside you says, I can't remain quiet. I can't shut up. I got I to gotta get involved. Huh? That's a change. Huh? Huh? Who are you to judge? It's like I was saying about John Durham yesterday. We, do, there ought to be people hanging. There ought to be people hanging. There ought to be people hanging. But see, John Durham, maybe he's got a different Christianity. Who are you to judge? Forgive and forget, right? See, that's part of the gospel. That's part of it, but that's not the whole gospel. Jesus hung on the cross. He said, Father, you forgive them. <laughs> I ain't forgiving them. <laughs> you forgive them. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I ain't going to forgive them. Now, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm twisting that. Certainly he gave, forgave. But you understand, the, you understand, right? 
They're, folks, they are teaching us a different gospel. Go ahead and play this. And think on the words as you hear it. And see if it's you. And then we'll come back and you all do communion. And so in the body of our humble state and conformity with the body of the spirit, and the exertion the power that is even yet all things inside. I hate that sissy Bible. Well, I got myself a t-shirt that says what I believe. I got letters on my bracelet to serve as my eyes. Oh, yeah. Honey, you've changed. Something about you's changed. And they think it's not good, see? They, they're recognizing the change. And, and the old you isn't there anymore. You're a new you. And they don't know what to do with it. They think you've lost your mind. And you have. You have lost your mind. Go ahead. Renewing your mind. New creation, new creation, new creation, Tracy, you're a new creation. What about the growing pains and the people around you are uncomfortable with it because you're not what you used to be that's the transformation of the gospel of the kingdom that's what it's about you should have people saying what the hell happened to you you should I'm have undergoing the change 
Huh? Not just going to church, not just putting a bumper sticker on your car and on your keychain. No, no. A confrontational Christianity. Someone who's standing up for their king. Someone who's representing, you're an ambassador into another land. And you're saying, what you're doing is wrong. Come into this way. I got to get that out of me. Good, isn't it? Isn't it good? Why are we surprised? Why are we surprised? We will not have this man rule over us. Really? Rules over me. That man rules over me, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Okay, let's get Joe in real quick and George in real quick. And then, uh, Joe, get ready to do community. Go ahead, jo- uh, Joanne. Uh, yeah, yesterday in the after show, I was I was saying that um, I was wondering if, if I'd really changed once I, I took Jesus as my Savior. And it was um, April 23rd, 2003. And my husband says to me, right out of the blue, he says, you turned into a Jesus freak. And then I knew. <laughs> Amen. That's what you're supposed to be. Amen. Whatever one of those is. George. Boom. Yeah, Coach. Confrontational Christianity ain't the word. My family says, isn't there anything that you can talk about other than reciting scripture and reading the Bible? Isn't there one thing you can talk about other than that? No. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. No. George, you're supposed to be tolerant and diverse and not judgmental. Love everybody. That's see, that's what the world wants you to do. They don't want to be confronted, folks. They don't want to be confronted. They're caught in their sin, trapped in their sin, and the last thing they want is you pointing it out. Because who are you to judge, right? Huh? Oh man, I'm not a judge. I'm a witness. All right, Joe, I'll take a deep breath. Morning, Coach. Morning. Uh, Hard to motor down after that, isn't it? Hard to motor <laughs> down after that. Well, actually, at uh, 4.18 in the morning, Coach, one can motor down a little bit quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Okay. It's 4.18 uh, in the morning. Joe got up at 4.18, earlier than that. No, I got, yeah, I got up at 3.24. But <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> okay. Uh, then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. Can we scroll down, please? Thank you. And Jesus and Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I say unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. Amen. And the Father and that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me. I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. Mm. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but I should but should raise it up again at the last day. Amen. 
And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him shall have, may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? Wow. There is a last day. <laughs> there is a last day. <clears throat> yeah, there certainly is, and we keep thinking we're about, that's just around the corner. I have a feeling there's a heck of a lot more to come. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that we can do to reverse things, but we have to do things. Amen. So, um, and one of the things we do is we come here (laughs) to get a adrenaline, to get a shot in our, so we recognize the Holy Spirit (laughs) in us. That's right, Joe. That's right. So let's say a little prayer as we close out uh, this week and have our communion. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this fellowship. Thank you for our coach and making him the creature that he is, that he became after, after he surrendered to you. And Lord, thank you that we have a God that gave his only begotten son that we who believe in him may have everlasting life and we come to you in this holy communion asking you to bless this bread and this drink representing the body and the blood of our Lord who sacrificed all for our sakes and we look at ourselves and ask you to forgive our sins and transgressions as we come before you and help us in this day and this weekend and this next upcoming week, help us to be more like our Lord Jesus Christ, to respond as he would. And perhaps occasionally someone might see him in us. Let that be our goal. Let our let be our surrender. Thank you so much. Amen. Uh, can we have? Um, yeah, we're there. Thank you. That's. <clears throat> and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Joe. Thank you so much, Joe. It's really appreciated. It's my privilege. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Getting up in the morning. Take a nap later, Joe.
right? Oh, oh I, I, I will. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. And I got um, politics is big time wrestling, folks. I've become more and more convinced. That I'm going to show you a couple of things here today. And then, I, real, golly, I really feel an urge to open up to let you. <clears throat> Uh, I want to hear again how your life has changed, okay? But I want to show you something here. <clears throat> this kind of grieves me. Go to uh, go to the standalone email on my buddy uh, Isaac Yoder. It says uh, found guilty on all charges. <clears throat> uh, we're not going to read that. Just uh, go go to the, go down to the bottom. <clears throat> this this uh, our, everything's corrupt, folks. We're, we're living in a the sooner we realize this, that we are in the world but not of the world. We are living in a Babylonian system for sure. Isaac Yoder is a just a most wonderful guy, young guy. And Isaac went to Washington, D.C. like a lot of us did. And he dressed up in a dressed up in a Patriots outfit. Dressed up looking like a Patriot. And he'd stop everywhere and get pictures taken of him. <clears throat> and lo and behold, Isaac found himself in the Capitol building. He was found guilty on, I don't know, four different charges. And uh, he has to wait. Still has to see, they're so evil. Two more, more months for sentencing. You're going to have to wait for two more months for sentencing, right? But I want you to read this. I want you to, hear, I want you to see this. The statement of facts. Pull that up there real quick. This is what we're dealing with, okay? We can pray for Isaac and uh, his mother and, mother-in-law and father-in-law. Listen to this show, not maybe not every day, but regularly. Can you make that a little bigger for me? The uh, the not the, not the picture of Royce Lambert, who's a demonically controlled Luciferian judge, not him, but the statement of faith. Can you make it? Can you make it a little bigger for me? Or I can read it over here, but I can't see it there. Okay, well let me let me let me read. I'll, I'll pull it up here. Bear with me. <coughs> Sorry that uh, my element stuck in my throat. There we go. <clears throat> so here's a statement of fact by the special agent that convicted Isaac of four, four crimes. Alan Purcell is a special agent. I'm tasked with investigating criminal activity in and around the Capitol grounds. Yada, yada. In review of CCTV recording in Capitol riot, your uh, affiant, that means him, observed a white male now identified as Isaac Yoder dressed in colonial attire, entering the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, 221 at 3.14 Eastern time at the West Wing door, yada, yada, yada. Based on the foregoing, your affiant submits that there's a probable cause to believe that Isaac Samuel Yoder violated 18 U.S.C., blah, 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 which makes it a crime to one. Are you ready? Are you ready? Knowingly enter or remain in any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority to do so. Boom. Oh, yeah. Wow, we got us a criminal here. Somebody dressed up like Paul Revere walked in the Capitol. Too. Oh, know- boy. Knowingly and with intent to impede or disrupt the orderly conduct of government, business, or official functions, engage in disorderly or disruptive conduct in or within such proximity to any restricted building grounds or such that such conduct, in fact, impedes or disrupts the orderly conduct of government, business, or attempts or conspires to do so. 
for purpose of this restricted building <clears throat> includes a posted cordoned off or otherwise restricted area of a building or grounds with a president or other person protected by the secret service, including the vice president is or will be temporarily visiting or any building or grounds so restricted in conjunction with an event designated as a special event of national significance. Throw him in jail, Paul Revere, look alike. The affiant submits there's also probable cause to believe that Isaac Samuel Yoder violated 40 USD, which makes it a crime. Are you ready? To willfully and knowingly utter loud, threatening, or abusive language or engage in disorderly or disruptive conduct at any place in the grounds or in any of the Capitol buildings with the intent to impede, disrupt, or disturb the orderly conduct of a session of Congress or either House of Congress or the orderly conduct in that building of a hearing before or any deliberations of a committee of Congress or either House of Congress and made parade, demonstrate, or picket in any of the Capitol buildings. By the way, this is one of the first ones. <clears throat> it was a jury trial. And they found him guilty. Of dressing up like Paul Revere, walking in the building when he was invited in. And heaven forbid he would have raised his voice. He actually raised his voice. Folks, this is what we're dealing with. It's what Bill Dunphy's dealing with. And the lies of the media to call this an insurrection. I wish you guys could meet Isaac Yoder. Yoder. He, I don't say this about Pete. He's, he's a sweet man. <clears throat> he's a sweet man. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. Young guy, young guy. Yep, all the pedophiles go free and Joe Biden goes free and Nancy, uh, what's that guy, that Adam Schiff? Adam Schiff ought to be hung. Adam Schiff ought to be hung. Adam, and Sch- Adam Schiff knowingly lied to the American people Boom. about the information they had on Donald Trump when we now know from uh, from John Durham that they didn't have any of that information. And Adam Schiff continued to say that they had that information and they did not have it. <clears throat> so we're talking about two systems of justice, by the way. huh? There's two systems of justice in the Lord's system too, isn't it? There's justice and there's injustice, right? So all you got to do is look and see, did we get real justice or did we get injustice? Well, then we know. We know what we're dealing with, right? We're dealing with the wicked one. We got to pray for Isaac. He's got two months to sit around and ponder what they're going to do to him. And Carmen and Al, our prayers go out to you guys. So um, it's um, unbelievable that we would allow this to happen in this country. Okay, I'm going to get off of that. Keith, come on in, then Roger, go, Keith. Yes, sir. Did you see his uh, signature there on that piece of paper? How big it was, and outside the margin of the signature block and everything makes yep. it big. <clears throat> because you know why that is. Because only sociopaths go into government. Only sociopaths go in. They want to control other people and tell other people what to do. That's who goes into government. The purpose of of government is to keep government off your back. And it's become just the opposite. Roger. Dave, you know, I was thinking quickly about Adam Schiff. The thing that concerns me the most, one of the things is, there is never any crossover on voting anymore. You know what I'm saying? Ever. So either if you're a Republican, you vote all Republican, especially in the Democratic Party. You're a Democrat. You don't cross over. And I it's terrible. It's big time, Roger. It's big time wrestling. 
It's, it's yeah. the appearance of wrestling. Yeah. But yes, because like in the transgender argument, you would think there'd be some Democrats that might say this is wrong. I think there are Democrats that know that it is wrong, but they never cross over. Adam Schiff, you think somebody on the other side of the aisle would stand up and say, but they are lock, stock, and barrel in one side of the, the room, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is so demoralizing, and it's so, uh, it's just sad, because <laughs> you would think on some of these topics on both parties, there would be a little agreement, a little crossover, but they are loyal to their religion, and their religion is their party. Yes, their religion is them, Roger. Their religion is the advancement of their own careers, and so they're not going to. They're not there to represent the people. They're there. They're sociopaths who are there to advance their own career and wield power over people. That, that, that's really what it is. Really, it is. R.J. <clears throat> Hey, Coach, two, two comments uh, on the topic right there. Why can there not be a statute that uh, allows the uh, constituents in a jurisdiction to demand a test for, for uh, psychopathic tendencies in a chosen, you know, an incumbent that keeps getting back in office? If there's a certain number of people that believe there's an issue of either uh, extortion going on or the guy's a psychopath or a combination thereof sexually extorted there should be a, a there should be a, a, a an ability for citizens to have uh redress of that grievance <laughs> you know yeah well there has and, to be a way other, other thing the only way it's going to happen brother we have to figure a way to come out of it we have to come out of that system the system is totally right. completely rigged yeah. uh right it's totally completely yeah rigged. it's it's yeah, it's yep. the grand jury. If we've got to, we got to get it back at the local level. That's a battle at the state level to do it. So the other thing is a quick apology. <clears throat> you know, yesterday, uh, I wasn't well prepared, and I wanted to pray more along the lines of the uh, Supreme Court issue, the case with the Brunsons. Uh, I was looking for information and still haven't seen uh, if they, you know, what what did they do? Does anybody have any idea? I don't. I do not have know. Heard. No, I actually I didn't have it. I didn't have it front and center in my head this morning, so I, really, I don't know. I'll try. I'll try to find out. All right, try to find out. Yeah, I looked. I looked. I couldn't find anything yet. So, so uh, I just want to show you what RJ's uh, Spencer, if you could, dude. <clears throat> uh, that thing that you have up there, just submitted by Special Agent Alan Purcell. Stop right there. <clears throat> make make that big again, folks. <clears throat> let me ask you a question. Who makes these laws? Who makes these laws? It makes it a crime to knowingly enter or remain in any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority to do so. By the way, he has lawful authority to do so. He's petitioning his government for redress of grievances. He doesn't need permission to, to do that. He has it. Knowingly enter or remain in any restricted building or grounds without lawful I said that. How did, did he know it was restricted? Knowingly and with intent to impede. How do they know what his intentions were? His intention was... Or disrupt the orderly conduct <laughs> of government? How do they know what? What? No, no. He was trying to get uh, government to. He was trying to get government to function properly. He wasn't trying to spend. Go down a little bit, Spencer. Folks, come on. We got to. We got to think here, right? We got to think. 
And so he's found guilty of those things, right? For purposes of sex and restricted building, included a posted cordoned off or other. They invited him in. They invited him in. He uttered loud, threatening, or abusive language. What does that mean? What does that even mean? Or engage in disorder, disruptive conduct? Huh? What? Well, we're screwed, aren't we? We're screwed. Come out from among. We got to come out from among. I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can save the government or not. We have to come out from under it. Joe, Joe Allen. Coach, what you read there are misdemeanor charges. What those charges are are misdemeanor charges. Monetary fine, that's it. And even if they don't do it, time in jail. Yeah, well, we'll find find out. They've tortured him for two years, right? Made him pay to defend himself for two years. Yeah. Over over wearing a (laughs) a Patriots, a Paul Revere outfit walking through the Capitol. Invited. In fact, there's another one. I, maybe I was reading it. Wait, wait, look, look, look. Go up a little bit, Spencer. Go up just a little bit on this, folks. Are you ready? Are you ready? Look at this. He entered the Capitol to expire approximately three minutes, of, uh, three hours and 14 minutes, 314 Eastern time, and he exited 332. He was in there eight minutes. Specifically, he is seen entering the crypt at approximately 317 and leaving at 321. <laughs> and while he was inside, he is observed stopping people so they could take his picture. <laughs> Throw away the key! Throw away the key! It's crazy, isn't it? Judah. Hey, RJ, is good stuff. You, uh, you talk about the why, you know, these people aren't being uh, psychoanalyzed when they're doing these things. We get to the understanding of the DC corporation, you know, from the 1700s, you know, we had a, a legitimate organization, a legitimate government, but we move into the 1800s, the organization was infiltrated by the Bank of London. And so when you look at uh, the British Royal Crown, that corporation, if you look up here in the United States, there is, um, uh, you know, the corporations, which they call the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. That group, that chamber, that group is now allowed people to not have term limits. And so everybody is placed by corporations. Those corporations are the ones that have the ruling powers. And until we take down or remove that government entity, you know, in terms of the corporation's corporate power, you know, that stuff's going to exist. They're going to put anybody they want in there. But what's really great is is here's some nuggets that people are dropping. You know, there's a a topic of the gold standard, which would change everything. It's very funny that uh, when Durham was doing his uh, cross-examination, in the building next door, uh, Powell was being interviewed over the Federal Reserve at the exact same time, but no mm. coverage of the news was covering it. <clears throat> and then what breaks? This submarine going out for the Titanic. Yeah. It has 17 bolts that are holding the hatch down. And then there's 17 on the airplane, the surveillance airplane that's searching for the sub. They're telling people, guys, it is absolutely hilarious. But the J.P. Morgan Corporation control arms and the BlackRock control arms are breaking. 
Craig, they Craig sent me something, Judah. Craig sent me yes, something yesterday. BlackRock controls about 25% of all financial track, uh, transactions in America. BlackRock, about 25%. They control and that's everything. the corporation controlling arm for J.P. Morgan. Yep, that's it. That's it. And by the way, did you see, was it J.P. Morgan or one of them? I can't remember. For the first time in nearly 60 years, told their clients to buy gold. Anybody see that? Anybody see that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. 60 years, they said, buy gold, buy gold, buy gold. Hey, hang on. I got to tell you another story. I've been trying to get this out. I'll get you. I promise you. I'll be right there with you. I I went into uh, Lowe's last week. And uh, it's the most amazing thing. And I, I I bought I had about five or six things in there, and I had one thing that uh, that I'd put kind of buried un, under something. I said, "Hey," I said to the guy, "I said, uh, what if uh, what if I just walked out with that thing? <laughs> what would I just?" Well, he said, "Well, sir, uh, there's anything we can do about it." I said, well, "I said what?" So, well, some kind of buzzer or something go off? He said, "No, no, no, sir. Listen, we're not allowed to stop any shoplifting." So, you mean if I go walking out here with my cart, you can't stop me? Says no, sir. We're not. We're not allowed to question anybody. So, well, what do you do? He said, "Well, we would call the police, and we would have maybe a picture of you, but we we're not allowed to stomp you." So I thought that's crazy at Lowe's. So I ended up going over to Harbor Freight, and I go into Harbor Freight, and I'm checking out. And I asked that guy, the guy at Harbor Freight, I said, "Listen, if I was uh, if I was going to put some of this in my pocket, and you saw me do it, would you stop me and come up here?" He said, "No, sir. We're not allowed to do that." So what? So no, sir. We're not allowed to. We're not allowed to do that at all. I said, "Well, what would you do?" So well, we would have to. We'd have to call the police and file a report, but we couldn't stop. Can you, folks, can you believe this? Can you believe this, that you? So I thought that can't be true. That can't be true. So then I went to Homo Depot. What do you suppose? No, sir, we're not, allowed, we're not allowed to stop anybody. We're not allowed to. What, folks, what the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? Uh, okay, one other thing. No, no, I said that, I said that, I said that. Mm. Heck with me. Go ahead, Dale. Then Myra. Go, Dale. Well, hallelujah, brother. I want to tell you something. It just makes my head spin. I'm now on the second time around of watching that the video you sent out the other day on the government. What is oh. that called? The black a bit. This this is why because he disrupted the pregnancy of that volatile thing that was happening in D.C. Yes, brother, sir. That, that was the sacred ground that he stepped on. They. Man, let me tell you what the devil takes it serious, doesn't he? he takes he it does serious. take it serious, man. They don't, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Well, let me oh, tell yeah. You something. That I'm just telling you, it's. It, <laughs> I guess the thing in my heart is like shame on me for not knowing mm. this thing. But like you, we didn't know this stuff, but now what do we do with this information? That everything, coach, everything is being revealed so that no man is without excuse. That's right. That's the next step, man. Hey, the next step is you got to tell your pastors. You got to wake your pastors and friends up to what's going on. Why? That's what you have to do. Have nothing to do with the unfruitful work of darkness, but expose them. Say, yeah, but I'll get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble anyway. What are you talking about? You're already in trouble. Our offspring are in trouble. What What are you talking about? Right loud, spirit, I'll lift your voice like a trumpet. Well, Coach, we got to ask yourself, who do you want to be in trouble with? Amen. The enemy or with God? I got you on that one, man. Myra, come in and play. Yes, Coach. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth. It is written for Samuel 8, 7 through 8. And the Lord say unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee. 
for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me that I should not reign over them, according to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. And in regard to Isaac, Samuel, Joder, I'm going to share this uh, Bible scripture that my brother Randy Lunsford gave me. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord shall fight for you. And you shall hold your peace and the Amen. Lord himself shall fight for you. That's the, way I, that's, the way, that's the way I believe it. Folks, do you believe that uh, all those Christian pastors out there, all those big time multimillionaire pastors, do any one of them out there think that Jesus Christ died on the cross for Luciferian government to rule over his people? Anybody think that? Anybody out there think that Christ died on Christ Christ died on the cross so we would obey Luciferian government? I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I ain't buying that. Clay, come on in. The definition of entrapment is the action of tricking someone into committing a crime in order to secure their prosecution. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that at least one person or one group or one organization is guilty of entrapment and we got to figure out who it is and prosecute them. That's right. That's right. But we can't. Why? Because, because friends, are you listening to me? Please understand this. One thing that you'll notice if you're around me or you're around Dale Socia or you're around Clay Parker or you're around Mark Trump, I, 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 you're around Myra. The word of God comes out of our mouth all the time. And now Jesus told us this. Speaking about those Christian elected officials. He said, if you deny me before men, I'm going to deny you before the Father. And those Christian men, if I was in Congress or Mark Trump was in Congress, we would already be dead. Because why? We would not keep our mouth shut with the things of God. Now, somebody tell me one politician, Republican politician, that is boldly proclaiming on the congressional floor, this is violation of God's law. This must stop. Anybody know any Christian that's doing that? No. Why? Because they're ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. They're ashamed of it. They're ashamed of it. They'll be ridiculed. They'll be called names, right? They don't understand that we put them in there because they're counterculture. That they're in there to be the salt and light to expose the uh, the deeds. They couldn't even get. They had a hard time getting the Republicans to vote to censure. What's that? What's that freak from California? What's his name? Adam, Adam Schiff. Yeah. They, they had to twist arms to get. You know what Adam Schiff did? He lied in Congress about what was going on with President Trump. He knowingly lied. It overthrew an election. It destroyed a country. And we couldn't even get politicians to vote to censure him. What's that tell you, folks? That's where we are. And, Coach, the Democrats were cheering him on. Yep, they were. 
Yep. They had a big party afterwards. Because why? Because he plays the game he's supposed to play better than anybody else. Let me lighten your heart here. For some. I, uh, play number eight for me down there, John Laskin, Spencer. I got two things I got to show you here. Kind of law in the action. Actually, I wanted all of you to come in and testify. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. Huh? This is awesome. Go ahead. Today was the last day of school, and I teach fourth grade. And I have, like, the most amazing students. And I've been keeping a secret from them all year long. Sorry, these are tears of joy. Tears of joy. So I finally came out to my students. I was like, class, I have something really personal that I need to tell you. And I think it's really important for me to share this with you. I just want you guys to know that Miss Fontania, your teacher that you've had all year, I want you guys to know that I'm straight. And they were so accepting of my straightness. I showed them pictures of my husband and I was like, yeah, that's my husband, guys. That's my husband. And I also said, if you guys ever want to talk to me about what it's like to be straight, like, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And I had so many kids tell me they were straight, too. <laughs> I love satire. Huh? I love I love satire, right? Because it shows us just really, really how ridiculous we are. Ridiculous. I got to throw something on the table because it's, hey, look, go back and watch the, the video. We put it in the chat here real quick. For those of you who did not get a chance to see it, go back. It's in the chat. I'm pretty sure we just stuck it in there, didn't we? The video. Yes. Yeah, the belly of the beast. Take time to watch the belly of Okay, try to do that this weekend. But I also want to show you this. Go to the one that says Giants. Giants. Because we haven't talked about it much lately. Tom Horn, same guy. Go to the, go to the, Oh, how about stop there? Stop there. Stop there. Stop there. You guys know who Kirk Herb Street is? The announcer for uh, ESPN football. Do you know his son was rushed to the hospital with heart issues? Huh? Oh, yeah. Almost died. Almost died. And wouldn't you know it? They can't figure out what happened. They can't figure out. I wonder if Kirk Street's going to pick up the vaccine fight. Anybody want to bet no? Anybody want to bet no? They almost killed his son. Not even mentioned. Not even mentioned in this article. Not even mentioned. Heart issue all of a sudden. Out of nowhere. Nobody knows what happened. Out of nowhere. Hmm? That is about as safe as a submarine ride. (laughs) <laughs> good. good. Okay, look, you, you get you guys got me caught up. Go go play. What did I say? Oh yeah, Giants. Folks, look. I, I suggest you go go down. I suggest you watch this, okay? Because we haven't talked about this a whole lot. Portals found throughout the world. This is a 30-minute video that talks about well, play, just play the first three minutes of it. Throughout history, thousands of civilizations tribes, First Nation territories, and groups of people have long shared their historical he accounts of Speed God. Go to about, he, he has to introduce everybody. We don't need to know that. No, not that far. Not that far. Just go ahead about a minute. There, right there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Skywatch TV. I'm Joe Artis Horn. Today, we conclude what has been a spectacular investigative series of programs that have been nothing short of historical and totally groundbreaking, speed. featuring the brand new documentary series called Angels on. and Giants, The Watchers and the Nephilim. But before we dive into today's final panel on the discussion, watch this short excerpt. This is Pasadena Armas in Cusco, Peru. Slow this down. is the region. Slow down. Now put it at regular speed. 
Folks, watch this video. Go ahead. Where the strongest evidence for the presence of the Watchers and the Nephilim on Earth can be found. And this is probably the largest megalithic wall in the world. The Inca found this site, so they decided to build here. When the Spanish first arrived, they were completely blown away. And they said, did you build this? And the Inca said, no, this was here when we got here. This is the biggest, 125 tons. Are you capable of meeting with the Watchers, the Guardians? In our culture, from the fifth level of consciousness and higher, it is like having an afternoon meeting. Rabbit ears on a cat figure, which represents the Son of God, Horus. And you have the Tree of Light with the snake, so it's one of the chaos creatures, coming out or through the Tree of Life. What the Son of God is doing is he is crushing the head of the serpent and then slicing it off. What it says in the hieroglyphs above here, he will strike your heel, but you will crush his head. This pyramid is 2.3 million blocks, the smallest of which is two and a half tons. The biggest ones, the bigger ones, are up to 15 tons. These nodules, we also saw in Peru. And how can there be nodules here and the same exact type of architecture literally halfway across the world in Peru? Very separate civilizations, same technology. Why? So this is about a 30 minute program. You get time today. Watch this. This is, this is fascinating. I love Tom Horn and, and Derek and Sharon Gilbert and all that. Oh my goodness, folks. Uh, we, uh, what's the theme of this show? Truth, right? There's so much stuff they've hidden from us. So much stuff. And I just would like to do a poll, although I'm not going to. I wonder how many of you out there listen to this show. Never heard any discussion at all about the Nephilim until you got attached here. And how many went, what? I'm, I've been in church my whole life, and I never heard anything about that. And did you hear what they say? The Inca Indians showed up and said, we didn't build this. This was already here. Dudes! <laughs> Dudes! So put that, in the, put that in the chat so people can go look at that later on today when they don't have anything else to do. Judah, come on back in. Hey, Coach, what's crazy is you know, just people, you know, it's one of these things where, you know, the pinball machine, you hit tilt and you're like, your brain just can't handle yep. some of these yep. topics. Yep. But if you go back into the book of Jubilees or uh, Maccabees or uh, Enoch or, or any of these other books that they've been censored, um, you've talked about all the other books of the Bible. These topics are in there. Yes, and what they've censored is most people don't want to know and they don't want to hear them because we grew up in a generation which was censored and we don't have access to that information. Yeah. And, you know, even those same pyramids, most people won't talk about this either, but Rothschild Island in Antarctica houses the other pyramids which have been classified and covered in snow. Oh, I and got something to show you on that one, brother. I, German I Nazis, that whole group has had access to that for years in the Fourth Reich. And that's the classified information that people don't want to hear about. And that's what they're covering up. And it's going okay, to be. Okay, folks, go, listen, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. See, uh, I'm not trying to be condescending. They have to bury this because it destroys evolution. 
It destroys evolution, folks. Amen. So, so the point that, that I made in the commentary that I didn't get to read yet is, see, here's what they've done to us. They, they teach us to our children, by the way, right? Evolution, science, 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 science. Although it's an unproven theory, right? All kinds of holes in evolution. Creation, religion, religion, religion. We can't teach religion in school, but when in fact evolution is a religious belief. It is a religious belief. You can only believe evolution through faith. There's no proof of it. Macro evolution, a frog becoming a bird, a bird becoming a camel, whatever. There's no evidence of it at all. But see, they tell you it's science. And then if you question it, why you're a conspiracy theorist and you probably want to bring religion into it. You get what's going on? The devil is so subtle. In fact, it tells us that, right? That the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. The devil doesn't put on a mask and come running in your front door and say, here I am. He comes in as Anderson Cooper. He comes in as Joe Biden. He comes in as pick whoever you want to. He comes in masquerading. Masco schismata, my buddy Russ Dizdar called it. Changing every day according to what is appropriate and what's necessary and what's needed. Mato schismada, an angel of light, transforming, changing. And what do we, what do we, what do we learn when we go to church? Your best life now, and how to get more money for you and your kids and how to not get in trouble and how to love everybody that's doing everything they can to destroy you. That's what we get in church. Jeff, now wrap it up for us here. Yes, back where Neil Lieb and Mary Lieb's residence on the Thursday before you came, we found a portal underneath his barn. Because that Thursday evening, there was a man, a spirit that appeared in a total brightness without a shadow. There was a porter in his <laughs> barn, and we shut it down. They, they yeah. are real. The por- oh, of course they are. Of course they are. But again, uh, look. Folks, that's why they have to keep it religion. That's why they have to keep calling uh, our science religion, right? So we could be very easy to just go to look at those big pyramids and do some real research on how exactly did they get cut? First of all, how did they cut out those stones? And then how did they transport them? And how did they get them hundreds of feet in the air? How did they do that? See, they don't even want to do that investigation because they know they can't find the answer to it. Right? Are you with me? So that's that, that's what we're up against. And we're in the mess that we're in because we've allowed the scientists to be in control of the information given to our children. The atheistic scientists, those who don't believe in God, who have to protect the evolution, they are in charge of our of our teaching to our children. And they tell us we can't talk about God creating us because that's religion. Get the game. Get the game. Mary Beth. Hey, can he just put that Nephilim one in the chat? Because I want to send that out to a couple of people. Yes, this should all be in the chat, folks. And I, I don't see that last Nephilim one, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, he'll get it in there because uh, Spencer Spencer's like a number number one chief in charge down there in in uh, North Carolina, so he'll get that thing. There up. it is, folks. Also, remember this: every day when we post the show, all of the links that we used are on Coach Dave Live. Go to the show link, and they're all. Right. Sorry, I forgot that. That's okay. That's okay. 
Friends, I just want to, uh, as I close out here today, this weekend, I want to acknowledge uh, the miracle that happened with my lawnmower. It was a miracle. I'm telling you, it was a miracle. I, I had, I, I was able to mow yesterday. It's not a big deal to you. It takes me all day to mow. And I'm looking at rain. They, I took it into the guy and I said, uh, uh, he said seven days. He said probably a week, maybe maybe a little bit longer. And I'm thinking, what the, what am I going to do? What am I going to what am I going to do? And I prayed. I said, Lord, whatever, let that <laughs> intervene on that thing and get that guy to look at that mower today. Whatever, let a conviction come. Rodney was there with me. Let a conviction come on that guy. And yesterday at ten minutes after ten, they called me and said, Hey, your mower's ready to go. Huh? See, remember this. That was after that crappy day I'd had the day before. I was after that crappy day on the 21st, right? That the Holy Spirit just sent me a little, he just sent me a little crumb. He just sent me a little crumb. Here you go, coach. That that guy worked on that. There you go, coach. And I want to encourage you. Look for little crumbs. Look for little crumbs. That's why. Victory's coming, baby. Keep looking for the crumbs. Have a great weekend. Hey, don't listen. Make mark it on your calendar. A July 3rd, big fireworks display at Buckeye Lake. Sky High will be open for anybody who wants to come and sit and join. Bring your favorite hamburger, your favorite hot dog or whatever. I'm not asking you to come all the way from Tennessee, Clay. But if you want to, you'd be welcome to come. Anybody locally who'd like to come and sit on top of that hill and watch those fireworks at eye level, it's unbelievable. So I extend that to you all again. Have a great weekend. Blessings.